0: Welcome to the plugs before we get into our first part of the data and destiny card highlight. We just want to thank everybody who came out this past weekend to the first Winning Agenda Charity Tournament and the Winning Agenda Team Tournament here in Melbourne. Together uh, for the charity event we raised $235, which is fantastic. Um, The winner was Connor Piri. And his selected charity was Beyond Blue, so that's a fantastic organization to receive that money. So super great to see the Netrunner community coming out and supporting such a fine cause. Secondly, we still have copies of Read Only Memories, an excellent game which we have Steam keys for. If you want to get a copy of it, shoot us an email with a question or topic you'd like to hear us discuss. And not only will your topic or question be discussed on the show, but you will get yourself a copy of Read Only Memories. This competition is going to go for another fortnight or so, so you've got a little bit of time to think about it. Only one entry per person, please. Lastly, if you like what we're doing, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash the winning agenda. Every little bit helps. I know you hear people say this kind of thing all the time, but uh, literally any little thing that you guys would like to contribute to us uh, to help support us to help us do this extra content like uh, videos and live videos and things like that would be really fantastic and a huge thank you to everybody who is already supporting us on there so you can check out our patreon please enjoy this week's episode of the Winning agenda Welcome to episode 55 of The Winning Agenda. Tonight, our panelists include runner up for both the 2014 Melbourne Regionals and the 2014 Australian Nationals, Liam Prasad. Hey there, how are we doing? 2014 Australian National Champion and 2014 World's Top 16 Competitor, Jesse Marshall. Hello. And I'm your host, Brian Holland. We're going to get straight into it because we've got a lot to talk about. We're going to be talking about data and destiny, uh, our card highlights. So we're going to start with... Uh, the corporation slide, MBN, And the first card is sync everything everywhere. It's an identity, division, deck 40, influence 15. Click, flip this identity... Uh, and its natural ability is the runner pays one credit more when spending a click to remove a tag, not through a card ability. The flip side also has the ability to click, flip this identity, meaning you can flip this card between its two forms uh, for the cost of a click. Uh, you may pay two credits fewer when spending a click to trash a resource, not through a card ability. Uh, personally, I think this is the weakest of the three MBN IDs. Um, thoughts, guys?
1: I'm not sure that it's the weakest. Um, it has a lot of synergy with the ice that traces to tag the runner because things like Gutenberg or data Raven, Uh, or, you know, Newshound and Turnpike that are in this box that we'll come to later, the runner will often make a choice to start taking the tags and just letting you trace them because the traces are simply too expensive for any runner economy to keep up with. And then they're relying on being able to shake those tags for two credits. Um, So the ability to be taxing them essentially an additional credit every time they want to remove a tag, which in effect means every time they want to run through those ice that you have, is reasonably powerful. So I, I'm not sure that it's that weak, and, and it's got this sort of flip side. The flip side's probably not as good as the front side, but once they have gone tag me, it allows you to punish them a lot more quickly than you otherwise would be able to. So it's got yeah. synergy with itself. and seems sweet to me. Yeah,
2: I like that, um, exactly as Jesse was saying, I like that if they do decide to go tag me, you do have another option. And um, I think that it is going to be a very natural home for... A, not just uh, Scorched Earth, but even Traffic Jam. So we might see a few uh, Scorched and Traffic Jam, Butcher Shop esque decks coming out of the sink.
0: Uh, the next ID is New Angela's Soul, Your News. That's an identity division, deck 45, influence 15. Whenever an agenda is scored or stolen, you may play one current from HQR Archives, paying its play costs. Uh, so basically, this allows you to essentially always have a current active, regardless of whether the runner has stolen one of your agendas. We did speak about this a little bit in episode 54 with Jesse's Deck Tech. Uh, what do we think? Shilzy? I'd love to get your idea- opinion on it.
2: I mean, have, having a current active all the time is certainly a very strong ability. Um, whether or not you want to go like a toolbox-esque kind of feel and play a, a myriad of currents for you know situational value or to tailor your deck around having one current on the entire time. Um, I'm not quite sure which is better. I mean, there are lots of ways to go with this, and I think it's very flexible and very versatile because the current's... Are la- assuming that the current is active for the entire game lets you design your deck really differently. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to brewing with it a lot, and I think a lot of people will be brewing with it a lot. There's a lot to work with there, certainly.
1: One of the things that's a bit difficult about this ID um, is that, as you said, uh, Shilzy, you can go to the toolbox side of it and try and give yourself um, a range of options. The inherent limitation in the current mechanic is that you can only have one play at a time and a lot of them give you benefits uh, that are sort of ongoing over a period of time. So with the exception of something like targeted marketing that gives you a one-off effect, you only get really limited value for being able to access a lot of them because... The benefit of each one is amplified over time, so that's just a little thing that I found a bit annoying trying to build these decks. Um, and I guess that's the reason why um, I tried to build one going with that second option, as you said, Shieldsy, of just having one current and trying to have that active all the time and tailor your deck around that. It worked yeah. reasonably well, um, but I would like to try something that uses the ability in a bit more interest, in a bit more of an interesting way.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think chucking a bunch of currents, chucking a bunch of currents into a regular. Uh, like a regular mid range or a regular a glacier deck is not going to be the way to go because there are so many better IDs for that. Um, but yeah, like if you want to have an enhanced login protocol active all game, or if you want to have a cerebral static, like yeah, you can really choose whatever you want and it will be active all game. So, I mean, th- there's there's a lot of options there too. Uh, presuming that you have your current active, um, to either homogenize a single deck against the metagame or to give yourself a very unique position within the meta game. so i think it's really flexible
0: the next card we're talking about is spark agency world's wide reach identity division deck 45 influence 15 the first time each turn you res an advertisement the runner loses one credit i'm loving the hell out of this id particularly because it exploits this window in netrunner which hasn't had a lot in it before outside of some of the shaper decks and that is the idea of doing something outside of your turn at what we call instant speed the ability to, during the runner's turn, in between their clicks or in between, in the middle of a run, res a card to drain them a credit is far more powerful than it really looks on paper. Um, I'm brewing a deck with it, which we'll hopefully have a video series up for in the next week or so, um, and maybe talk about it on the show, seeing how we go. Um, but I'm really, really excited for it. So, uh, Shields, you've been toying around with it too. How have you found it?
2: Yeah, it's super, super sweet. It's kind of the, It's the closest NBN has to a... Uh, a credit efficiency kind of card, and exactly the way you've been saying, Brian. Like I'll throw down all my uh, advertisements, pop up windows, special orders, uh, launch campaigns, and I'm splashing Adonis campaigns as well. And mm, if they run too. Adonis with four cred, uh, with three creds, yeah, <laughs> but, you know, yeah,
0: you know,
1: get out of
2: here. Your two uh, creds I- are not going to cut it.
1: One thing that you've really liked as well, Brian, is that a lot of cards that runners want to play on turn one cost five, whether it's short exactly. gamble or professional contacts, and being able to deny them that fifth credit for their first mm-hmm. click slows them down. You're raising something in your to
0: drain them, so they essentially start the game on four is quite good. Another little thing you can do to be quite obnoxious is because um, this deck does have a way of bleeding credits over time, so unless your opponent has a really quick uh, economic advantage and can gain a lot of credits, they usually go quite low, and they'll get to the point where they're going to click for credits, and if you can time it so after they click for a credit, Presumably because they're building up to play something, you res another advertisement. You're essentially eating a click off them too. So it becomes very, very powerful if you really, really go deep on the advertisements. But uh, well, yeah, we'll go we'll go deep on this conversation probably in some coming episodes. But I'm really excited for it.
2: Yeah. So far, I have found it difficult to capitalize on um, on this sub- on what, what uh, because all the advertisements uh, gain money um, and raising them loses the the run of money um it, it makes sense that there should be like a large credit differential right but so far i've been having trouble um actually generating that credit differential and then using it to uh actually do something the the ads like i i try them i try the shinobi route and i try the scorched package but because the um the ads tend to not end the run if they have anything like testing or if they have anything like an r&d interface or a legwork or even siphon it's very hard to get that differential going so but yeah it, it's tricky not not impossible uh, uh, sorry the the identity itself lends itself to more tricky trickiness rather than um, rather a than trick sort of deck yeah it's a trick deck
0: <laughs> alright the next card is 15 minutes it's an agenda advancement 2 score 1 uh, it has the ability click shuffle 15 minutes into R&D the corp can trigger this ability while 15 minutes is in the runner's score area limit 1 per deck
1: I'd just like to ask the rest of the panel um, when you play Netrunner as the runner you work really hard, you know. You run R and D, or you steal a gem from their hand, or you get through their server and you get it. Do you think it's fair for them to just be able to take it back?
0: Certainly not. Um, How is that? Although fair? another question, it is not fair.
1: But you can never use it while
2: it's in in your hand or in play because you can't actually res, uh agendas. Uh, it's it's fantastic. Like it's it's another two for one in MBN. Uh, it synergizes really well with shipping from Sansan and with um and with uh, team sponsorship. And so far, those strategies have seemed like really good strategies. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, if you want to play a deck it.
0: with four two-for-ones, you can do that now. Um, the obvious comparison is whether some decks will want this over a second breaking news or not. really depends on what they're trying to do. Uh, but yeah, I've found it's certainly a good ability, and it's a good alternative if you don't want to play more than one breaking news.
1: And I think what Shelzy's pointed to there with team sponsorship, if you've got ways of gaining um, benefits from scoring agendas on your turn, uh, this is really good because you can do riskier plays than you could with a breaking news. because the downside of them being able to get in on the turn that you leave it on the board is not such an issue because you can then shuffle it back in. So, yeah, if, you, if you've got those ways that you're trying to use your two-for-ones to use team sponsorship to score then another point the next turn and... Be tricky. then I think 15 minutes does a lot for you.
0: The next card is improved traces. Agenda, security, advance three, score one. All tracer ice are plus one strength. The base trace strength of each subroutine is increased by one. So I think NBN is the last faction to get one of these particular three-for-one agendas that have some sort of buff to a particular ice type. What do we think of this one?
1: Tracer ice is generally underpowered. Um, and this almost, when you have it scored, brings them up to mostly where they should be because uh, I think historically Traces, both the base Trace and the Strength of the Ice hasn't been high enough to justify playing them in your deck. It's okay, like it's fine, but playing three for ones is always just a really hard call. Um, and Particularly s-
0: if you're playing in a deck with lots of Tracer Ice, which you require in order to score this protectively. Yeah. Yes,
1: and I don't... Yeah. The plus the plus one Strength is relevant because one of the weaknesses of Traces is that once they can break them, your whole mechanic is pretty useless. The, the increase in the Trace Strength by one, I don't think is very... Uh, I think the uh, the takeaway from this card is that it seems like the designers
2: kind of want to set up traces as a fourth um, main subtype of ice.
0: Mm. You see a lot of that evidence in this box as well, I think. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. The next card is rebranding team. Agenda initiative advance Four score two. All assets gain advertisement. Uh, obviously, Supposed to be a synergy with uh, Spark Agency. Uh, I haven't actually tried this out in my list list yet. I'm still playing NAPD contract, but it certainly has its benefits. Um, I think it comes back to our conversation. We well, we not a really conversation, but we talk about it quite often, which is synergy against overall power. Um, you playing this card might be overkill in a Spark deck. Like uh, you may go down on your overall power at the cost of synergy. Uh, what do you think, Wilfie?
3: Um, I think one of the problems with this card is that NBN already has the best cheap agendas and definitely the best two-point agendas so fitting in a four for two regardless of how good the ability is is going to be difficult since you're competing against both Astro and Beale and while this card does seem like it could be good in a spark agency deck, well it really doesn't do anything outside of a spark agency deck the fact that ideally you're going to be rezzing an advertisement most turns anyway and most of your assets are going to be advertisements, means it seems like it's really hard for to get the Spark Agency deck that's good when you score this card and also good when you don't score this card enough to make it playable over the already sweet
2: agendas that MBN has.
3: Yeah, it seems like is most of the time it's going to make your
1: Jacksons tax them on.
2: Aside from Jacksons and um, a few other key pieces of uh, whatever assets you actually want for your strategy, there's very few slots... For non for non um advertisement assets in in your list right assets are already really hard to fit in and in the um in the spark agency decks that will end up coming together because you spend three slots on pads and three slots on um launch campaign and then maybe adonis if you splash it there's really not slots for extra assets at that point you lose the ice and then you don't really have a
0: deck the next card is quantum predictive model agenda security advanced three score one if quantum predictive model is accessed from r&d the runner must reveal it if the runner is tagged when quantum predictive model is accessed Add it to your score area. Certainly a powerful ability, but it's asking a fair bit from you. What do we think? I haven't actually toyed around with it yet. What do you think of the kitty, Jesse?
1: An incredibly powerful ability, if you can turn it on. Giving the corp free agenda points, it's a massive turnaround. Um, We talk about NAPD contract and Explodepalutzer and how they give a tempo swing in the game because alongside stealing an agenda the runner has to give up some economic advantage. This just deprives the runner of the full advantage of their run, essentially, most of the time, um, in terms of the points that they were expecting to get, and just hands that straight to the Corp, which is massive. What it's asking of the Corp is that the runner be tagged, and that's quite a lot to ask. Um, In terms of uh, in the game, I guess this is one of those cards where you get to points in a game and you sort of think, oh, I've got them tagged. How sweet would it be if I was playing quantum predictive model? But when you're putting your deck together, and as Wilfie said, this is competing against some of the best agendas in the game, you've got a really solid suite of Astro, Beale, NAPD slash Palooza, and then the two for ones. Cutting any of those to play these is a really tough choice to make. You've got to be pretty sure that you're going to tag them 95% of the time. And I don't think that that sort of assurance of your ability to tag them exists at the moment. And uh, just
2: as an aside, if you are playing harpsichord studios and they are, they do (laughs) access the quantum predictive model because they don't steal it. um, It doesn't count as your agenda per turn. So, uh, like, I think the, the mind goes to bathing them with quantum predictive model and then scoring twice because you're harpsichord studio, but it doesn't actually work.
0: Uh, the next card is uh, one of my favorites from the pack, Lily Lockwell. It's an asset, character, res two, trash three, influence four. When you res Lily Lockwell, draw three cards. Click, remove one tag, search R&D for an operation, reveal it, shuffle the rest of R&D add the operation to the top of R&D. For me, that second ability is just gravy. There is so much to be said for being able to, as as we talked about with um, Spark Agency earlier, being able to do things at instant speed and being able to draw three cards at instant speed is more powerful than you'd think it is on paper. Again, Jesse, what have you thought about this one?
1: I'm actually really interested in what you think because you've played a lot more than me and I think that you've found some really interesting scenarios where drawing three cards is really cool.
0: Well, there's some cute things you can do. Um, Obviously, Jackson is an answer to indexing, but after your opponent indexes and you res this and draw the top three cards if they run again, hoping to score an agenda. For me, this is best in a fast advance deck. When I've played Near Thub Hub fast advance or just NBN fast advance in the past, you sometimes get to this spot where you're on five points and maybe your opponent's catching up and you're just digging for either that last fast advance piece or just the next Astro be able to score from hand. To be able to not use any of your clicks looking for those things and just hoping to pass turn with that piece or that agenda in hand and hope that your opponent doesn't steal it before you score and win the game, being able to res this and draw three cards hoping to hit it is really, really good. If you're playing this in a deck with mid-seasons, presumably, so you have multiple tags, um, the ability to tutor up something like a scorched or some sort of I, I guess go straight to tag punishment cards or it could be literally anything i suppose is very very good the fact that it goes on top of your deck means that sometimes you can't really kill them unless you're doing something really fun with biotic labor looking at you shilzy also if you are looking for a scorched combo or, or something to murder them with uh, after you've got the tags on them resing her and drawing three you might just hit it in the top three cards presuming you're playing like a few of them
2: uh i, I agree completely i think that she uh it's going to synergize really, really well with everywhere where windows happen on your turns. Um, so, like seesaw scorch combos or mid-season scorch combos, the that situation you outlined is exactly where i want to see Lily Lockwell, where you can draw three cards right now without spending any of those precious, precious clicks. Because if you pass turn back, the window closes, and that's exactly and it's just about fitting as much into that turn as possible. Now, the, the situation that happens in um, at the fat. Astro Bardic's decks is you draw with Jackson, find your piece and then uh, use Bardic Labor and then score out a three for two with an Astro Counter or a Sansan uh, and she just doesn't need the Bardic labor. So
0: Exactly right. I mean, yeah, There's a lot of power there. There's also some other really niche things you can do with her. If you're playing IQ you can suddenly boost the strength by three and your mm-hmm. opponent didn't see it coming. Um, if you're playing in you also- hand
2: you can draw the non-agendas in your deck. Exactly
0: right. Yeah. If you're about to hit a legwork or, a, or, a, or an HQ run you can just Draw a bunch of cards, and you know, obviously, there's a bit more variance to, in that, but yeah, really a lot, really versatile. Faction She's Unique is pretty irrelevant, but I really like this card and I'm really looking forward to playing it more.
1: On that point you made about the HQ runs, it's really interesting because Jackson is a really great reactive card, like, it can you know if they're running archives you can shuffle the agendas back in if they've indexed you you can you know make it less likely the r&d is gonna uh, they're gonna hit agendas in r&d and also generally if they're running r&d you can react and shuffle cards back in but something you can never do with jackson is really protect your hq on their runner's turn but lily gives you that ability as well so in combination jackson and lily allow you to protect your central servers or at least tilt the variance in your favor
0: The news team, yes, is an asset, ambush, res, 0, trash, 0, influence, 2. If news team is accessed from R&D, the runner must reveal it. When the runner accesses news team, he or she must either take two tags or add news team to his or her score area as an agenda worth minus 1 agenda point. Direct comparison is obviously, to SheQ. What do we think, guys? This is an interesting ability. The fact that it's 0 to trash is it's uh, somewhat irrelevant i suppose this snare is also zero to trash and it does still trigger from archives obviously the biggest problem with a card like this is finding space for it in your deck um Wolfie?
3: yeah actually i tr- did try playing this card already in industrial genomics it worked very poorly so i don't recommend it because you know one tag is basically the same as infinite tags so either they just take the minus agenda points, which didn't really matter, or they just took infinite tags and the, all the news teams became instantly irrelevant.
1: It seems a bit worse than Shikyu,
0: which yeah. is saying a lot. Well, it's... it also, SheQ requires that you spend credits, right? I suppose it's yes. that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to spend credits as the corp. They just have hit it and they're doing one or two of the bad things. Mm.
1: But and the and threat is you usually um... die or agenda points. Oh, yeah. sure,
0: yeah.
2: yeah. And if you can... Uh threaten to punish that tag it lets you uh, pay after they really take it rather than she which demands that you pay first
3: i think it might have a home because it's the only i think MBN ambush that can, can trigger from play but doesn't require to be advanced i can't think of any others and certainly not any that are playable so if there's a deck that really wants an extra like wants to spam remotes. I know we talk about this this uh, hypothetical many remote deck frequently, but <laughs> if that deck does exist, then this could fit in it, maybe.
0: Excellent. Uh, the next card is printed for the Jank Masters of the world, and I'm really excited to see what they come up with. This is Shannon Clare. Asset, character, res zero, trash three, influence two. Click, draw one card from the bottom of R&D. Trash, search R&D or archives for an agenda and reveal it. Shuffle the rest of R&D if you if you searched it. Add the agenda to the bottom of R&D.
1: Would you say Shannon Claires a hipster? Like, she does uh, it differently just because she can. Just because she I can. Think she, she might be, actually be yeah,
0: the, the What we're hinting at there is that you can obviously use this to search for, like, a government takeover and put it at the bottom of your deck where your opponent's not likely to score it anytime soon.
1: Wilfie, going to be putting any agendas on the
3: bottom? I don't know. I think this is the fix Jackson, but it does one-tenth of the things of Jackson, so I'm not really sure where it might be useful. I really can't think of anything that really synergizes with, that, apart from extra copies of this that makes the corp want to interact with the bottom of R&D, because Data Business Show doesn't really, like, you put a card on R&D, on the bottom of R&D, but the fact that you don't want it now means you probably don't want it next turn, and The turn after that, it'll be too late because you keep on putting cards on the bottom, so I'm not sure where it fits in.
0: Uh, The next card is Victoria Jenkins, Asset, Executive, Res 3, Trash 5, Influence 5. The runner has one fewer fewer click to spend during his or her turn. If Victoria Jenkins is trashed while being accessed, add her to the runner's scorer area as an agenda worth two agenda points. I don't have a lot to say about this card. I haven't really tested with it. Uh,
3: Well, it actually does compare to a certain uh, director. Uh, which is that it's exactly a reverse Director Haas, but making your opponent lose things is just worse than making you gain things. So,
0: And that said, uh, Director Haas hasn't seen a whole lot of play. Yeah, yeah it's probably the exactly. best of the cycle. That's what, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. In comparison to Victoria Jenkins, I think that says a little bit about what, what, we, what, what we really think of this card, I suppose.
1: What do you think is the best of the cycle, Wilfie? The board. There's an
2: entire deck built around it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the board. The Oscars. What? All
0: right, the, uh, the next card is Reality 3D. It's Asset, re- Illicit, Res 0, Trash 6, Influence 2, when you res Reality 3D, take one bad publicity. When your turn begins, gain one or two credits if the runner is tagged. Um, I've been trying to push this card. I'd like it to be good. It's been okay. Obviously, taking multiple bad pub mitigates the six trash cost. But uh, again, if you're playing a mid-seasons deck or something like that, oh they're passing turn with tags, gaining two for a zero res is really quite cool. Um, Also, it's got max in the art, right? Also max is in the art, so you can play it in your max deck, yeah.
2: It is another one of those uh, assets that gain your credits straight away, and historically, they have been quite good, and we're going to see another one in the pack of launch campaigns. So, like, another hint here is that the uh, power of assets is generally uh, trading upwards, um, which is good, because we could start seeing uh, heavier assets. And and also, the fact that it's somewhere between the power of Mental Health Clinic and uh, Sundu, that's not a bad place to be. So I think this card actually could see quite a bit of play anywhere that the bad pub is um, not too bad. But in, in decks heavy with traces and things like that, a bad pub is about as bad as a Link.
1: And that's pretty bad for the That's pretty, bad, and that the that's pretty yeah.
2: bad. So yeah, so it, it might be poorly housed in uh, NBN, but it's too influenced. So I think we could see it in, in a few places outside of NBN.
0: The next card is one that is um, probably really driving a good friend, Jacob Morris, who runs the Anchor website up the wall. Uh, Archangel. Ice, Code Gate, Tracer, Ambush, Res 4, Strength 6, Influence 4. If Archangel is accessed from R&D, the runner must reveal it. If you pay three credits when the runner accesses Archangel, he or she immediately encounters it. Ignore this ability if Archangel is accessed from archives. The one subroutine reads, Trace 6, if successful, add one installed runner card to his or her grip. It's a very interesting card, to say the least.
1: That's interesting wording, isn't it? cuz it's usually the runner adds one installed card to his or her grip.
0: So you get to choose the card.
1: Ah, oh, I see. That makes it better. That's why the wording's different cuz yeah. it's a completely different ability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's
2: the be- it's the best card rather than the worst card, right? And the fact that it gets yeah. a, Oh, that's
1: much better than I thought. Yeah.
2: And the fact that the the fact that it triggers from anywhere uh let's you play this really really aggressive uh in terms of the tempo. Um I don't think it's a bad idea to hold on to this preceding a legwork and uh get, get rid of their stuff, get rid of their breaker, give yourself another scoring window. That seems good, yeah.
3: I think the only problem with this card is it's definitely not the text, it's just the fact that runners are already heavily disincentivized to play expensive things that sit in play. I think that's basically the only issue that they've kind of disappeared.
2: Yeah, like you can just it bounce
3: Double
1: as a Marcus Batty type effect. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: The next card is Newshound, Ice, Sentry, Tracer, Res 2, Strength 4, Influence 2. If a current is active, Newshound gains end the run after all its other subroutines. Trace 3. If successful, give the runner one tag. We spoke a little bit about this last week, so Jesse, you just want to recap?
1: Basically, it's a very efficient card. Uh, s- Two to res, four strength sentry is quite nice Um, and having a relevant ability in the trace all the time plus an end the run some of the time uh, means that it's very powerful. I mean, compare that to Turret, which has end the run and trash program all the time um, but is lower strength and more to res. Uh, the, obviously it, if you want to get the most out of it you want to be playing it in New Angelus Soul where you're likely to have a current active a much higher percentage of the time in which case I think it's going to be one of the best cards in your deck most of the time so if you're playing New Angelus Soul I high, highly recommend having this in your deck
0: the next card is Resistor Ice, Barrier, Tracer Res 0, Strength 0, Influence 2 Resister has plus 1 Strength for each tag the runner has Trace 4, if successful and the run uh, I want to say big old splat but I'll pass it over to you guys
1: yeah, I mean, this just has all the problems that I was just referring to earlier when talking about improved traces. Really,
0: yeah, pretty much. Uh, it, it doesn't really do anything. And maybe early, very early in the game, you might keep them out because I don't want to spend four for a trace. But you don't really want to put this card in your deck. There are better cards that can just definitely end the run early in the game.
1: Both of its modes just sort of suck.
0: Uh, the next card is special offer, ice trap advertisement. Res one, strength three, influence two. One subroutine is the Corp Gains 5 Trash Special Offer. So, this is an interesting sort of hedge fund on Not Your Turn, which is pretty cool. Uh, What do you guys think? You've been
1: playing it a lot,
0: so... Yeah. I've been playing it a lot, yeah, yeah. Yeah, why don't you go? Okay, sure. I think, as I was talking to Jesse uh, about the other day, there is a lot of value in having just face down ice in general. Um, being able to res it, I've been playing this in the Spark deck as well. Res it halfway through a run when they're encountering encountering it and draining them a credit. Gaining you five can really opening up open up res windows, especially when your opponent thinks that they can get into a server because you're very low on credits. You can gain five and then res the next piece of ice and keep them out and drain them at the same time. Um, I really like it, uh, particularly in the Spark deck. I haven't haven't uh tried it outside of that ID. I know Hollis talked about it quite a bit in the Near hub Team Turtles deck that he was playing and he liked it there. Um so Shilsey, how have you found it?
2: Yeah, I've been recurring it with um with team sponsorship and putting it back on my Sansan server. And then when I yeah. break it, I get my money back and then I res the next Sansan. It's uh really good. Yeah, it's just like straight up tempo. Um which is fantastic because in those kind of decks you always have a way to turn credits and pressure into points.
0: The next card is TLDR. Ice Codegate Res1 Strength 4 Influence 2 has one subroutine. When the runner encounters the next piece of ice during this run, that ice gains a second copy of each subroutine on it after the original subroutine for the remainder of the encounter.
1: I have no idea what you just said. Yeah. Uh, Can so- you summarize that for me?
0: Okay, so too long if you didn't read Duplicate the subs on the next piece of ice.
1: Thank you. Oh, okay, I get it. Yeah,
0: y- you get it now. Sure. Yeah. Huh? Uh, this is similar, I, I comparable, I guess, to Chum and Inazuma.
1: N- NBN gets the ability to tax people more when they're running through ice, which I don't really get. It yeah, doesn't seem within their colour pie. But anyway,
0: uh, let's talk about a better card. Uh, Turnpike, ice, sentry, trace, tracer. I assume that's meant say. Yeah, res two, strength three, influence two. When the runner encounters Turnpike, he or she loses one credit. Trace 5, if successful, give the runner one tag. Jesse, you've been playing this a bit in the soul and uh, making news decks you were testing. How would you find it?
1: Uh, it's okay. Um, we, also,
0: we also did touch on this in episode 54, so if you want to recap, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's not it's not amazing. Uh, I do like on encounter abilities, as anyone who read my article about ice would know. I was very happy when I saw the spoiler for this the first time, th- this box the first time and saw a couple more on encounter abilities um, because what it does is it makes your ice relevant later into the game. So every time they're running through, even when they've got a breaker, they're still confronting the ability. The problem with this ability is essentially just like having one more strength or having one more subroutine, like, you know. I mean, it's guaranteeing that they're going to have to pay one no matter what breaker they're using, but that's about it. Well, so.
0: no, because the runner can still run through it when they've got no credits, and it doesn't say if they can't lose one in the run or anything like that. But Aside from when they have so zero credits, yeah. like, it's <laughs> yeah.
1: guaranteeing that they're going to lose one. Trace
0: 5 is pretty brutal, though. So, Trace yeah, all that being said,
1: yeah, all that being said, Trace 5 is quite good, but you're probably going to land a tag. But the question is, I mean, it's really just comparable to Gutenberg. It's very similar card to Gutenberg and... It does pretty much the same thing, but it's more easily broken, but it's more versatile.
2: I think it's about on power level with Hunter. Maybe slightly more in decks that want to have less ice on their servers. But yeah, the fact that it can be broken by Mimic is a big deal, uh, because getting yeah. getting through for two with a Mimic puts it...
0: To be fair, you can get through Architect for two with a Mimic, so
2: yeah but architect has a much more powerful ability for size, right
0: yeah let's talk about a good card then so 24 7 new cycle operation cost zero influence three as an additional cost to play 24 7 new cycle forfeit an agenda resolve the when scored ability on an agenda in your score area we've already seen some uh, tournament winning deck lists coming up with this in it uh wilfie what's your opinion on the card
3: uh i don't know it's the kind of card where you really have to play with it which i haven't done to understand how good it is or maybe how not good it is um just because it's the text is really unlike anything that we've ever seen before yeah
1: it's a it's a breaking news combo card really
0: i think most people are playing it in uh, like butcher shop style lists with multiple breaking news so they can resolve the when scored breaking news ability to give the runner two tags for the cost of one click and no credits and then kill the kill the runner, I assume. Yeah, mm-hmm. I
2: think
3: for well, sure, but yeah. that deck already has enough trouble scoring its agendas, yeah. and you can't what what can you cut for this? You can't cut ice, you can't cut the economy if you hope to land midseason. So Will you th- play this instead of midseason?
2: I think yeah, I think we're seeing a new a new version of Butcher Shop with uh, more two for ones.
1: And out of Harpsichord, it means that you're much more likely to be scoring those.
0: Uh, the next card is Ad Blitz operation double cost zero, influence one. As an additional cost to play this operation, spend a click install and res paying all costs x advertisements from archives and or hq if able um people are assuming this has synergy with spark agency it doesn't really because spark agency only triggers the first time you res an advertisement this card seems to me to be not very good uh because you obviously you want all your advertisements back if you're low on econ but for every advertisement you get back it's going to cost you and you yeah it's very odd yeah the fact you have to pay to res them is very odd if this was install a bunch of advertisements and not have to res them, it would be better, I think. Uh what do you guys think?
2: I think it is very agree. heavy, very heavy handed. Um and just like you said, the the time when you want credits um is not when you have them. It's normally when you don't. And in that situation
1: you can't you yeah. can't use this at all. <laughs> also it's a double.
0: It's a double as well. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why they felt the need to give it a double. It like wasn't bad enough bad. already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh the next card is Media Blitz, Operation, Current, Cost 2, Influence Three. Uh, it's got the current text. Choose an agenda in the runner's score area. Media Blitz gains the text of that agenda. Um, not going to lie to you guys, I haven't actually read this card until just now, so <laughs> what are your thoughts on it?
1: Pretty bad.
0: What are you doing with this?
1: Um, so it costs you two, which is expensive for a current. Um, three is the max, I think, at the moment for current, so two is on the expensive end.
0: I suppose if the runner's like, stolen like an improved traces or something like that, this can... Yeah, it ha-
1: so it has to be a static ability, so it can't be one of the agendas that gives itself an agenda counter which is a lot of the more powerful ones, and it can't be something that, like, Project Beal gets buffed by the number of agenda counters on it. It has to be something with a static ability, like Improved Traces.
0: Yeah, are there any good agendas that have a static ability? Um, well, when I say good, I mean, like, uh, that have been playing in, played in tier one decks. Improve
1: traces. Uh, Improved Traces. Rebranding Team. Re-
0: rebranding Team. There's a couple of cards in this. I, I yeah, think this, so. is like, this is, like, a fun thematic card if someone wants to play it in, like, their all-advertisement deck or something like that, which is cute. It's cute. It has or, a place Or the heavy
2: there. traces deck. It's a way to get, um, uh, yeah. It's a way to get improved traces off without actually having to score one. Which, let's be honest, is not yeah, going to happen without a improved point. traces.
0: So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the all-seeing eye operation cost one influence one play only if the runner is tagged. Trash all resources. The runner can remove one bad publicity to prevent this. Um, I did this once and it was excellent. Uh, we did talk about this again last week. So Jesse, what are you, have your thoughts changed at all?
1: Not at all. Um, it's exactly where you want to be when you're punishing tags. Uh, it, As I said last week, it deals with a sort of tier two strategy that's going around at the moment with Data Leak Reversal um, and Wireless Net Pavilion. It deals with that quite swiftly. Um, and as long as they're not playing Valencia, it's pretty much one cost trash or resources if they're tagged, which is great. Yeah.
0: Cool, cool, cool. The next card is Surveillance Sweep. Operation Current, Cost 2, Influence 3. It has the current text, the runner must spend credits first for each trace attempt during a run. What are our thoughts on this one, guys? It's uh, I've had a chance to test with it a little bit. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. I think it's probably one of the better currents that we've seen. Uh, thoughts?
1: I agree. Yeah, I've played quite a few games with it in that New Angeles Soul deck, and it makes traces good in a way that Improved Traces doesn't. Um, So if you think of Traces as having two modes, one is where they have to pay to beat the Trace, the other is where they have to pay to break it. The the problem with a lot of Traces is even when they have to pay to beat the Trace and that mode is active, it doesn't do a hell of a lot and you can't be guaranteed to win them anyway because the base Trace Strength isn't high enough, which is what cards like Gutenberg started to change. But what this card allows you to do is play those cards with a lower base Trace Strength um, and really flip that equation on its head. So it only works during a run, doesn't work with things like Seasource and mid seasons, but it does work with things like Ash and Bernice Mai that are still happening during a run, even though they're not ice.
0: Yeah, cool. Uh, the next card is Keegan Lane, which we've been banging the drum for for a long time. Uh, upgrade, Sysop, Res 3, Trash 3, Influence 3, Trash, Remove 1 Tag, Trash 1 Program, Use this ability only during a run on the server. This card is very good, it makes Data Raven really sweet especially if data ravens the outermost piece of ice on the server i think we're all in agreement with this guys card's good it's
1: great it's really really good good. it's It's one
0: of the better cards in the box i think i don't know
3: i think i do think it is really good but i think one of the anti-synergies it has is that you can't really fit ice in your deck that enough like it's really hard to fit both a gear check ice in your deck that require a certain breaker type as well as ice which gives them mid-run tags and usually decks which have ice which gives them give them mid run tags don't have that many binary ice that are just uh, easy to get through but are good with program trashes and so I'm not so you really have to build to have both of those things to make that
2: card good. Do. You certainly do. Yeah, but I the agree. way I feel about Keegan Lane is that um, rather than being good despite that problem, he is good because he alleviates that problem. By, uh, by invigorating the power of your gear check checkers again. Yes, I agree.
0: The next card is Rutherford Grid. Upgrade region, res 0, trash 4, influence 2. The base strength of each trace during a run on this server is increased by 2. Limit 1 region per server. Interesting card. It's just uh, the synergy versus power thing again, perhaps. Jesse, would you play this in the deck you've been testing?
1: Yeah, so we were chatting about this one a little bit before the episode started, um, and I was going back to what I was just saying about the two modes of traces. One of the problems is that as the game wears on, that you're much less likely to have that first mode of your traces being active, which is actually the trace itself. And particularly if it's an ice, it's much more likely that it's going to have reverted to just being attacks because they'll have their breakers out. And that's the period of the game where you're most likely to have a Rutherford grid out. And that's when it's least useful.
0: First neutral card for the Corp is Global Food Initiative. It's an agenda initiative, advance five, score three. Global Food Initiative is worth one fewer... Agenda point while in the runner's score area, it's also has uh one influence cost as well. I think we've all been pretty happy with this agenda so far. Uh Shields, you've also done some testing with it recently. How have you found it?
2: Yeah, it's it's really, really good. Um there are so many different ways to use this kind of card. Um the first way that that comes to my mind is uh using it really aggressively, coming back to my Noshi index. A lot of those decks want to play five for threes because you have motion Notion, but a lot of five for threes absolutely suck when when you're not flipping toll booths with a priority wreck and when you don't want to draw cards with Executive Retreat and Global Food Initiative just says they, they aren't gonna get three points when they score if they score that, which is fantastic. So it opens up a five three slot in a lot of aggressive decks and uh Hollis has put it into his um fast advanced deck. I've got one in my fast advanced deck as well um, that's looking fantastic. The other way you can go with this is in the Harmony MedTech list, kidding your 18 agenda points with three future perfect and three global food initiative. The only way they can win them with two agendas is two future perfects.
1: I think in general what this says is if it's your only five for three, they need four agendas to win and you only need three. Exactly. Yeah, so time, you're getting really good. essentially
2: not having the downside of a five, of five for three whilst having the advantage of having a large Uh, point density to score when you have that opportunity which is uh and having
1: more card slots that's it yeah for non-agenda cards yeah Yeah. i think this is a, a real change in the way that corp decks are designed it opens up so much deck design design space because it allows you to play five for threes not have the downside and play lower agenda density in more decks other than dedicated control decks and that opens up a lot of deck design space, which I'm, I've really been enjoying, Which and I think is the reason at One Influence, it's one of the best splashes you can have for One Influence, whatever faction you're in, and that's the reason we're seeing it in a lot of decks Everything. at the moment. Yeah.
0: The next card is Launch Campaign. It's an asset advertisement. Res 1, trash 2, influence 0. Place 6 credits from the bank on Launch Campaign when it is resed. When there are no credits left on Launch Campaign, trash it. When your turn begins, take two credits from launch campaign. I'm going to handball this one over to the Efficiency Committee. Wilfie, what do you think?
3: Uh, Yeah, I think this card is pretty good. The fact that it only costs one to res but gives you two at the start of your turn means even when you're not playing Spark, it can give you advantage the turn you res it, which is really important because it forces the runner the first time they access it to trash it if they want to deny you credits, and that's the reason Mental Health Clinic is good. It is a bit unfortunate that it has only a two trash cost because... Um, it just means that it's a lot easier for the runner to make that decision, but I still expect it to see a lot of play in decks that want asset economy, but can't necessarily wait for pad to pay it, pay off itself. And especially this is better in, uh, remotes that have already been created, like iced remotes rather than playing it uniced, just because this eventually, uh, this eventually, um, expires by itself so you get the full value without having to leave it in the server permanently and you, at that point you can start scoring so I think uh, compared to pad this is better when you're trying to uh, ice and protect your remote as opposed to pad which is better when you're
2: you leave it unprotected yeah so it functions like the adonis campaign there I think it's almost on power level there the fact that uh takes up your remote and lets you utilize it for good value whilst uh, also letting you score out of it later Um, That's exactly what Adonis does, and uh, Adonis has been historically really powerful.
0: The last card for the corpse side of this box is Assassin. Ice, Sentry, Destroyer, AP, Tracer, Res 7, Strength 5, Influence 0. Its two subroutines are Trace 5, If Successful, Do 3 Net Damage, and Trace 4, If Successful, Trash 1 Program.
3: One good thing about this card is that Tracers that end the run give your opponent a choice about whether like, they have two elements of choice where the corp has to decide whether to spend their money boosting it, and then the runner has to decide whether to just bounce and basically suffer no ill effects no matter how much money the corp put in or pay the cost and access the server, and this kind of alleviates that a little bit because even if the corp doesn't boost the trace, the runner has to either pay or suffer the effects they can't choose to just bounce off it no matter what and so it gives a little bit more control to the corp of how they want their trace to fire because the corp if they value the actual uh successful trigger more than they can pay more and the run there's a more more guarantee that it'll fire and so i think that this is the best way for a tracer to be good um it ha- obviously has one downside that doesn't end the run you know independent of all that i didn't say independent of all i said before it still doesn't end the run, so you can't play too many expensive cards that don't end the run, but I think it's really powerful.
0: Uh, So that was the Corpse side of Data and Destiny. We're pretty excited for it. I think there's a lot of really cool cards in here. There's also a lot of fun and flavorful cards in here as well. Uh, Surely going to uh, change up the metagame in the coming months. Uh, Hopefully it's legal for Worlds. We're waiting on an announcement for that, so that'll be really good. Uh, Any closing comments, guys?
1: They're all pretty sweet. Yeah. It's a good box for NBN.
2: It
0: is a very good box for NBN. Yeah,
2: I think it's a total uh, game changer for court play.
0: All right, guys, if you want to get in contact with us, you can shoot us an email at thewinningagenda at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at winningagenda, or you can go like our like page on Facebook, The Winning Agenda. Uh, if not, we'll be here next Monday with the runner side of Data and Destiny, and every Monday, Monday thereafter for uh, as, as long as we will all be alive. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you soon.
1: Thanks, guys.